Hey, you busy? Mm-mm. Okay, let me run something past you real quick. You ever feel like life gets especially difficult or extremely tedious in particular seasons rather than the others? And it just appears that, you know, the Bible does say that God has no respecter of person, but you're like, God, low-key, I feel like you're picking on me. You know, I'm looking at everyone else and it appears like they're walking on sunshine. And every time I turn around, it's like a new pressure situation happening in, in my world, right? And I had a major nugget, a major download. You know, that's my way of saying I just had this epiphany during the most randomest of times the other day. So basically, I make a tea every morning, right? And I use my, you know, my special honey and I use a lemon, and the download agent for this particular epiphany was the lemon. And so I'm using a lemon because, you know, it cleanses you and it does all these different awesome things for your skin and for the toxins in your body. And I'm looking at the lemon and I'm like, from the outside of the lemon, you can't see what's within it, right? As far as we know, we do, we're picking up just this round, oval-shaped kind of fruit, what have you. And we can only tell what's going on with the lemon oftentimes by the firmness of the outerness, right? So you squeeze a lemon and you feel like it's super mushy. We already know mm -mm, that it ain't no good. Go ahead and put it down. You're good, right? Um, if it's firm, you know, you can look at the colors. So it's different things on the outside that lets us know what's happening inside of the lemon. But it's not until I actually cut open the lemon that I noticed, oh, you know, there was a few seeds neatly packed within the surface of it, right? So I split it in two. I see some seeds on the top on the one side. I see some seeds on the top on the other. So I'm like, oh, okay. Now, there's no way from the outside that I would have been able to identify, oh, this lemon has 15 seeds. This lemon has seven. You know, you can't tell that just by looking or grasping or holding the lemon, right? And so then as I cut it, I'm like, wait a minute, I'm starting to see, uh, you know, a symbolicness with how we live our lives. But I want to hold off on that. So I want to still go with the part about looking at the seed. Now, looking at this lemon after I cut it, and I want you to visualize it, right? It has everything it needs to reproduce and multiply the way that God intended for the lemon to do, right? And that is the same exact thing for us. But what really got my attention, what really got my attention is as I began to squeeze the lemon juice into my teacup, I noticed that there were more and more seeds further in the lemon than what I could possibly see on the surface. And I just was mind blown. Now, follow me on this. The cutting of the lemon is symbolic to how we live our lives because we'll never know what's inside of us. We'll never know what we're capable of until God causes certain things in our lives to cut us to our core. We're thinking, God, why did you let that relationship expire? You know, I thought this person was going to be in my corner forever. Why did that friendship dissolve? And we're looking at all the different things that we're, we're losing. And we're paying more attention to the cut and the feeling of the cut going in our lives rather than what it's trying to expose in us, right? And just the mere fact that 
if the situation wouldn't have occurred, if God didn't allow a certain situation to come in and cut us, we would have been okay with just being a lemon. Walking around just, hey, look at me, I'm firm and I'm bright and I got all these different things. And you're not even realizing God never intended for you to keep walking around as one whole piece. Because as a whole piece, meaning just as a physical state of a lemon, there's no, what, what could you do? You can't be lemon juice. You can. You don't even know you have seeds. You don't know what you're capable of or what's impacted in you until God shows you, hey, there's, there's other things and it's another calling that I have on you. I didn't want you just being a lemon with legs walking around on this earth just like, hey, look at me. I'm just surface living and this is all I'm doing. No, unfortunately, I'm going to have to cut, do some incisions with some circumstances and some situations that you deem unfair. But I'm trying to show you this another elevation there's another stage to you you're not just this lemon you are seed you are multiplication you are next level you are lemon juice you are lemon slices you are all these other different things and you're like no god i just want to stay a lemon and he's like but you don't multiply that way i can't produce more of you i can't show you next level i can't plant a whole lemon but i can plant your seeds you see what i'm going with that and the fact that I didn't understand or could even grasp how many seeds was within the lemon until I applied pressure to the lemon. So the pressure in your life is intended to show you that you have way more inside of you than you think. Unfortunately and fortunately, the only way to reveal that is through pressure. Now, pressure does one or two things in our lives. It either stops something or it produces something. But trust and believe the pressure has an intended purpose. So let's just look at real quick. This is an example off the top. Let's just look at the differences and how pressure is utilized. The same pressure used to birth a child in one situation is the same pressure used to stop a bleeding in a wound in another instance. And if you're not, if you're not really familiar with that, I remember when I was having my children, right? Um, natural childbirth, shouts out, because um, that's a beast. I was told, push on the contraction. Because pushing in any other way or any other time frame would have just tired me out, right? And so I was instructed by the nurse Okay, they have a whole monitor, right? You've seen it on all kind of movies and what have you, so you're familiar with that. They have a whole monitor that shows, okay, you're getting ready to have a contraction, and they wait for the contraction. The perfect timing to push is when you feel that extra pressure. No other time do you get results in the labor and delivery room outside of cesarean section, but no other time. Are you instructed to push? Because a good nurse knows I get my best results from this particular woman when she pushes on pressure. Did you receive that? Okay, let that mean what it needs to mean to you. But in the same situation, let's just say that particular woman gets a wound, then you have to apply pressure on that wound to stop the bleeding. 
and we know all about that. We've seen enough army movies and what have you to see, oh, okay, you know, you take off whatever particle of um, clothing and article of clothing and you go ahead and you tie it up and, you know, you just, you do some self-made self-first aid, right? But the agent is still pressure. And the thing that I want you to see about pressure is that it's customizable. So pressure in your life is going to look way different than it looks in my life because God has an intended purpose for your life that may not reflect my life. So you're probably looking at someone else's life and you're going, I don't get it. And they're probably looking at your life on the low saying, I don't get it. How come, Man, if I had that pressure, it would be easy. And you're like, if I had your pressure, it would be easy. You know, I'm sure if the woman in labor and delivery had to go ahead and switch out for a wound, she'd be like, yeah, swap, put me in coach. I'm good on that, right? So the pressure may come in different forms, but it all has a purpose. It's designed for its intended goal and it, it needs to be received. So just in another example, real quick, let's just go over something. So the pressure of lifting weight produces muscle. Whereas if we put pressure in a pressure washer, it takes the dirt off the house. It's the same application of pressure. It's just being used in a different vehicle, right? And I'm trying to just get us to the place that we understand. Stop pushing off the uh of life, right? Your whole intended purpose for existing was to produce. I am a fond believer that we live life forward and too many of us are living it backward. Too many of us are understanding and learning life through hindsight and not enough of unpacking and un unlayering what it is of, that is strengthening in us. Meaning, you're supposed to be learning different things about yourself as as much as you can. I would like to say each birthday you should know something about yourself this year that you did not know about yourself last year or that you were able to tame or you were able to understand. I remember I posted something on social media and I said, listen, everybody has weaknesses, but wisdom you know, awareness is, okay, I have a weakness. Wisdom is, okay, so I'm going to plan around my weaknesses. Okay, you don't, you trying to watch your weight and trying to make sure that, you know, you're not eating things you ain't supposed to be eating. Maybe you don't need to go on every brunch outing and everything that's food related. Maybe you need to say, hey, listen, I already know if I go to this restaurant, I'm going to go to the all-you-can-eat bread cafe and buffet rather, and I'm just going to just indulge. I'm going to walk in Tyra and I'm going to walk out a clump. I already know myself. So you know what I'm going to do? Y'all text me when y'all want to go bowling or something, somewhere where I can really eliminate I won't be tempted by said thing because I'm aware of what my my weak spots are right and so I'm, I'm going to plan according to my weak spot until I get stronger in that area doesn't give me an excuse but you should be unpacking yourself as you go and you should also be measuring your acceptance of pressure too many of us are fighting off, no, God, you know, take it away from me and just, you no know, God, and trying to pray off all these different things. And you're praying off the very thing that's going to be the access, the key and the door for your next level. We really should, you know what wisdom really is at a whole new level. And I'm just getting an epiphany now that I'm thinking it up now. A whole new level of wisdom is God, bring it on. 
really and truly, because I understand now looking at life that you only bring things to me that's going to better me. You only bring things to me that's going to bring me to another level. If you brought it to me, I know two things off back. I know that you gave me a way out and that you are with me. I can bet my bottom dollar, if I were a gambler, I can bet my bottom dollar that those two things are guaranteed when it comes to pressure. Too often we go ahead and start looking at pressure like, no, wait a minute. You know, I, I don't want to experience that. You don't want to experience what? I'm sure, and I said it before and I'll say it again. I'm sure that any parent has said, my goodness, take this teething baby out of my house. I'm just, I feel like I have a newborn all over again. Because the pressure of that tooth trying to break those gums you know, they said it's equivalent to having a toothache as an adult. Imagine having that pain as an infant, right? Now we can go ahead and say, God, you know, let, let's just pray away that pressure. Matter of fact, I want, I want a baby with no teeth. But you are pushing away the very thing that gives you next level. If you stay a gummy baby, meaning no teeth, you just got gums your whole life, you'll never be able to eat certain foods. You will be on the mushy, mash all my food up. You'll be 45 talking about, um, can I have mashed potatoes, mashed chicken? You gonna have mashed everything? It's a, it's a cutoff point to that, sir, ma'am. And so, so many times we are pushing off the pressure because we have not looked at it through a different lens. Now, let's just go ahead and put it all on the table. Is pressure painful? Yes. Is it uncomfortable? Yes. Is it undesirable? Yes. Is it all the uns that we can actually, all the words we can conjure up? Yes. But let's flip it. Stop just looking at it one-sidedly. Flip it and look at it and go, you know what? I've never known pressure to mean stagnant. Pressure has always birthed another level. Pressure has always been an indication that, um, you know what? You're, you're graduating this level. Guess what? Mediocrity doesn't know you. Guess what? You're uncomfortable because you outgrew this. Guess what? And so if we start looking at it with a different aspect, with a different, you know, eyesight, we start to see, oh my goodness, pressure is the leader to another level. Do I want to be on another level? Shake your head. Yes. Oh, yes, I do. So what do you need to do? Look at pressure differently. Please don't be the lemon who you just want to stay lemon. And then you're looking at everybody else after a while. You're like, why are you growing? Because they allowed their circumstances to cut them so that the seed can come out, so that the seed can become planted. Because as a lemon, you only stay one lemon. But if I can take the seeds out of you and plant the seeds that's in you after that cut of a circumstance, now you become more than just one. You become plenty. You become bountiful. Do you want to just stay lemon? And that just may be a fair question for yourself. Get to the point that you really ask yourself, have I become okay with just walking around as just one state? Like I'm just cool with just being, you know, and if I shrivel up somewhere or another, you know, I'm cool. And that's another thing. You don't realize you don't stay ripe as a lemon forever. 
You ever go to the store and try to pick a lemon and you start to see mold on some, some got brown spots, some, some got all these other different deformities that you're like, oh, I don't want that. And so you go picking other things, which is why we need to understand there is a time frame on our growth and on our potential, right? We don't have forever. We're not living 300 years, right? So you really ultimately have two options. You either stay ripe for a season, and then once that season is up, that is all you've transpired to be. You have grown up from sprout to whole lemon to ripe lemon, and then that's the end of your story, the end. That's how you allowed your book and your chapters to, to end. Or you can go from sprouting to becoming a whole lemon to becoming a ripe lemon to then letting life circumcise and go ahead and cut your circumstances through your situations. And then you notice, oh my goodness, I didn't even know I had seed. And now all these different seeds that's in you get to plant different things out of you. And you want to talk about multiple streams of income and you want to break generational curses and you have all these seeds inside of you. But do you realize that it needs, you need to be cut in order for those things to be planted like God it says that God does he he delights in the desires of your heart how do you get to the desires of your heart how do you get to the quote-unquote seeds of your heart you gotta let some incisions happen you gotta let some situations occur that just get you to the point that you're like oh my goodness <laughs> I didn't see that coming but you know what I bet that this situation came so that the seeds of me, the desires of my heart, my inner beings, everything that I've been talking to God about, um, you know, having pillow talk with God, having these shower situations with God, I'm writing these notes to myself and I'm trying to stay in there and stay strong. And I don't even realize that the vehicle and the catalyst for my greatness is the incisions of these circumstances. Let it make you great. You always hear these, you know, great speeches about let the let the pain birth greatness in you. That's exactly what it was intended to do. The worst thing you can do is go through the pain university and don't even come out with your diploma. Please at least let the pain serve a purpose. Get to the bottom of, let's stop figuring out why. Why did this happen to me? And I've been good to such and such. And I gave that company my best years. And I put in these hours. Let's stop, look, let's stop creating this case of why it shouldn't have happened. And let's go ahead and take a different posture of authority and say, you happened to serve me. No, life doesn't happen to me. It happens for me. So, oh, painful situation good morning I know exactly what pain is for pain is so that I can get parts of me exposed that wouldn't have been exposed prior to this circumstance happening so you know what I welcome you I welcome this oh my goodness I didn't see that happening situation I welcome that level of pain and not that we're looking for torture and we're just walking into painful situations like you who anyone wants hurt me like we're not doing that but just saying we have a brand new sight, a brand new vision on the whole thing of pain. When you start to sit in a place of authority, pain don't scare you no more. It's like, listen, I've lost people before. You're not the first. You're not going to be the last. I'm just going to go ahead and say a prayer to God that, listen, since I still 
am one of the few people on earth that have a heart for people. Can you go ahead and do me this one solid, God? Can you not allow me to hold on to people that you meant as temporary in my life? And can you make sure that I don't let go of people that you intended to walk this particular journey with me? Because I want to make sure that I'm making decisions according to your perfect will in my life. And I want to make sure that I'm using discernment. Don't have me vibe with somebody that's temporary. I don't really want to do that. I want Judas to remain Judas. I'm not going to push Judas away, but don't let me be close to him. If you notice in the Bible, not near time that Jesus have a one-on-one the way he did with Peter as he, the way he did with uh, Peter, he didn't do that with Judas. Yeah, no, no, it, it was no, um, you know, P, uh, Judas, do you love me? No, he didn't have those conversations. Judas served his purpose and he stayed over there until the perfect time. So let that just be, a, you, you, let that speak to you what it should. So we're no longer going to go in a place where we're pushing, you know, Peter away. We're pushing John away. We're pushing everybody away. And it's like the only person that you needed to keep your, keep a little distance towards was Judas, okay? So we'll just be better better with our decisions, better with our discernment. But we're not going to go to a place anymore where we start pushing and pulling and trying to do everything in our own sight. We're very much going to understand, again, that life happens for you. It don't happen to you. Yeah, life is not living you. You are living life, believe it or not. And you're doing excellent. And just because you have more pressure than, than another person, it's okay. You know, one thing that I found hilariously, um, astonishingly, and all the other lead, like just questionable and c- almost like fun, low-key hilarious to be exact. There were 12 disciples that we knew of, right? But not all of them had like, when I was reading reading the names, I was like, I don't remember you doing anything awesome. Bartholomew, uh, Thomas, I only know you to be doubting. Uh, I had to write down the names. I was like, I, I only really know of like, if you want to be honest, like Matthew, John, Luke, Peter. <laughs> you know, I was trying to, but 12 of y'all, no, six of y'all was probably a good seat warming. You know, y'all was just riding the bench and y'all, y'all got the rings because y'all was just on a winning team, right? You got the honorable mention because of who you were affiliated with. But don't get it twisted. Like, don't look at somebody else's pressure or look at your own pressure and say, you know, why didn't Bartholomew, why didn't he get the pressure that Peter got? Because Peter had a bigger and better calling. Now, that doesn't give you access to walk around cocky like God put more pressure in me because I'm a better soldier. You know, I read that thing on I read that one time on social media when it was like God puts the um the biggest storms or the biggest uh, obstacles for his best soldiers or something to that effect. And it was like, I mean, I could see it, but don't walk around talking about, yeah, I'm better than you. So that's why I got this much pressure. I mean, that is the the premise, but don't have that undertone, right? Like we don't want you walking around with the real bold shoulders. Like we don't want you doing that. But the reason for this phone call is truly because my challenge to you is to accept the pressure in your life is causing and intending and it's taking you to a way bigger level, way bigger level. And one thing that we can guarantee is that pressure does not stop at a certain age, right? It's not like, oh, okay, you reach your pressure point, boop, 
all right, you're 31, you're 56, you know, you're 72, it stops here. No, life causes you to continue to evolve and it continue. you can always a forever student. You will forever be learning different things about you, different things, if not with yourself, then you're definitely gonna see with the generation around you. You know, back 20 years ago, they didn't have cell phones and, you know, um, all these different gadgets and things that we had. If we, if I told my grandmother 50 years ago, hey, you were gonna be able to press a button and see me and I was gonna be talking to you in real time, you know, it's, it's gonna be called FaceTime, she probably would have been like, huh? So life force, forces you to evolve and so you should be evolving with it. So when pressures come on, like I remember when computers and things were starting off, it was a time that, you know, the, the elderly would say, no, I don't wanna learn computers. But they can't say that in this day and age. I mean, you can, but it makes life difficult as you don't evolve. And so that's how I want us to look at pressure. Evolve with the pressure. Because you have to understand, it's almost like I want you to think, think of it like this. The inside of every pressure is the nugget that you need or the gold coin that you need for your next level. You can't afford not to get that neck, that golden coin in the center of the pressure because you're scared or you're trying to shy away from it or whatever your excuse is. So I literally want you to take a true assessment of where you're at right now in your life because you already know these are life-provoking conversations. I don't want you just hanging up the phone and being like, hmm, I'll never look at a lemon the same. No, that's that, I mean, that, what, that was the purpose, but that's not the intended purpose. I want you to take an assessment and look at your life and say, A, what areas is God allowing life to infuse the most pressure? What am I supposed to learn, B, and C, I'm going to be committed to get the gold coin out of this pressure because I need it for my next level. If you stay in that vein, if you stay in that posture, I promise you, you'll never look at pressured circumstances the same again. You will start to look at it like, oh, snap, I have found the key to life. Because the moment that you understand how to tailor life so that it works for you, tailor life so that it no longer makes you like feel like makes you feel like you you're ping pong, right? You one way one way and then the next day it's just like a tennis match. You just like, uh, life is just having its way, right? No, when you start to really fine tune pressure and how to look at certain things, you start to become a champion at this thing called life. And I feel like that's what God wants. That's what he means when he says you're more than a conqueror. You are victorious. You are his masterpiece. You have things inside of you that if you truly knew the why and, and the reason and why certain things have happened, you'll never feel like a weak little inkling again. You'll never feel inferior again in your life. I want you to get your power back. And I want you to understand that as you're going through life, yes, it, it's possibly going to be uncomfortable. What pressure form isn't? But it does not mean anything more than you are going to the next level. I need you to be brave enough to see a Goliath in a pressure form. And I need you to pick up some pebbles and say, okay, God, I'm going at it. Like I need that kind of courage, that kind of confidence behind everything that occurs in your life. Every single thing. I pray that you no longer look at anything that ever happens from this day forward 
the same again. I want you to look at every situation like you serve me. You did not come to hurt me. So what is it that you came to teach me? I'm going to get this coin and then you can go ahead and, and go your merry way. We're not going to look at past breakups anymore or family members or friends that decided they don't want to fool with us no more. We're no longer going to look at that person as, oh, my goodness, why? We're going to look at it like that was the vehicle that God chose to drive this lesson in. Let me get this nugget and let me keep it moving. No more hard feelings, no more crying about stuff, no more feeling like, dang, now we are human. So, yes, you will feel. But we're not going to be in any more emotional ruts. We're not going to be angered by the things that people do. Listen, let Judas do what Judas came to do. Notice, Jesus knew exactly what Judas was going to do. And not once did he blame Judas. He said, listen, go ahead and do what you were called to do, sir. And then that's when Satan entered him and Judas went ahead and ran his merry way. Because Jesus understood the premise. Listen. I'm not going to blame the vehicle. I know what this pressure came to do. And the pressure of Judas was the catalyst of Calvary. That is such a powerful seat. When you can just shun away and just overlook the vehicle that it came in and see the lesson right away, get the lesson and keep it trucking. Oh my goodness. You would be so rare walking this earth that you will almost look like an alien. Like, why aren't you mad at such and such? Why? Oh, if I was you, I would still be crying. I would have lost my mind. Y'all would have this, that, and the third. Yeah, but you know what? You leveled up. You feel me? You leveled up to the point that you look in that pain and you like, what up, bruh? All right, cool. You signing off on the FedEx of the situation. Thank you. And you keep it moving. You take the package, you open it up, you take the contents. As far as, as, far as, you've under, you know, as, far as you're concerned, pain is just a FedEx for you real quick. You see it pull up, you're like, ah, oh, I wasn't expecting this, but let me throw on something real quick. Knock on the door, hey, what's up, pain? What you can't, all right, but what did you What did you come to give me? Okay, cool, that's mine? Let me see, that's my name, okay. Sign where? Okay, cool, sign, and then boom. Pain goes this merry way, you go back in the house, and then you kind of figure out, okay, so how do I dissect this and apply this in my life, God? It sounds easy, but you got to have a different mindset. You understand? So that's the challenge. Do an assessment. On what exactly is the pressure intended to teach you? Don't be scurrying all around trying to do all these different things outside of the contraction. Let's just focus on that contraction. Let's, let's get what we were supposed to get and let's get out of here. Because pressure wasn't intended to be forever. But it's definitely intended to be your teacher in certain circumstances. Now I'm confident that you got what you needed out of this conversation. And I want you to go ahead and really, really go ahead and just, you know, do what the challenge is. These challenges is to make you better. Because I don't want us walking around bitter anymore. You understand? Okay. All right. But as my good, good nanny says, all right. I ain't going to hold you. Go ahead and go buy you some lemons real quick because actually I'm running low. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and probably do a store run and get me some lemons. But I guarantee you never look at lemons the same. Mm -mm, it sure won't. All right. So I'm going to call you back after I get some lemons. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Later.